Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Turkey with Nashville for Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon. And this is our episode right after the Super Bowl. Did you care about the Super Bowl at all? I mean, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. I'm a fan. <laughs> you know, so I was just enjoying Taylor Swift. No, I, I really, the first, uh, first half, I was uh, at the gym not nice. paying attention to shit. And then I got home right. I planned this perfectly. I got home right before the halftime show and I was able to watch the halftime show, which I thought was fucking awesome. And I lost my shit when Ludacris came out. I was like, hell yeah. That's I who I didn't post. know. That's who I wanted to see, but that's who I thought. That's who I knew that I wanted to see when I saw him. It was Alicia uh, Keys for me. Oh my it, gosh. Oh, I am in love with oh, her. God. Yeah, I am madly in love with her. Beautiful, beautiful voice. Amazing. It, it was fantastic. Usher did a great job. I, I thought at first I was like, oh, this is kind of real like low key, not a lot of production. And it just built and built and built. And I was like, okay, I'll, okay. It, it is like the it. first halftime show that I've seen in a long time that felt like one show and not like five shows thrown together. Yes. They, the transitions and everything for the most, there were a few that I was kind of like, eh, but for the most part, everything I thought flowed really well. They did a great job bringing in the people and when they needed to be brought in those uh, special guests. So that was really cool. It's also um, today is also Valentine's Day, mm. which it's also <laughs> we've also learned that it's Lauren Kay's birthday. So happy birthday, Lauren. We you appreciate didn't listen having to her you. episode. We talk a lot about birthdays. We, we do. Go back and listen to Lauren's episode if you haven't. It's fantastic. She's an awesome human being. That. She has, by the time this comes out, her single will be out. She has a single coming out called Coffee. So make sure that you go and pre-save that. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll be out. So go and listen to it, download it, stream it, wherever you can. It is both about and not about coffee, apparently. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We haven't heard it yet. So we're not even, we just know it's called Coffee. But yeah, go give it a listen. And she doesn't mind that her birthday is on Valentine's Day. Again, go li- stop giving it all away, Bobby. They got to go listen to the episode, okay? This is a teaser. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not a teaser if you give them all the information. That's fair. Hey, did you know she's a teacher? <laughs> already. Already. I'm going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know you know how you have you have your dumb cards? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to not in the face, Kyle? <laughs> Apparently this thing's got really bad off and you throw it back to me. You are not very smart. Uh anyways, so I wanna talk a little bit about people sitting in downtown. Oh, okay. Um I've had some issues lately with some people coming, reaching out to me and wanting to sit in um, during night shifts mm, okay. and weekend shifts. And I just don't think that those are the times and places for that, um, especially if it's a gig that has in-ears. Yeah. Um, Which is 
a lot of yeah. the gigs. Now, it, there, there's a different. Now, I did have uh, Marco Kelly was at my Saturday night gig, and I had to pee so bad. And I was like, yo, bro, here, come play a song. <laughs> like, give me give me a quick break. And he didn't have ears. But there was a bass no, amp like there. The- they have the side fills. Like, there's <laughs> enough going on at Johnny Cash's that you can hear. And he did just fine. They played something easy. But um, if you want to sit in, there's not like that's something our town's built on is people sitting in, and and that's like, you know that's kind of how we see new players and oh we do like how you play. But we there's don't. times and circumstances where it's there, okay, and then times and circumstances yeah, where and it's I really just, not. I just don't think that um, six to ten tend to closes, especially on weekends, is the time for that. So if you guys want to sit in and stuff, uh, reach out to us first and be like, hey, I'm in town, or you know whatever. Um, I just, you know, want to meet you guys, want to sit in for a song. That That's fine. And no, and there are some circumstances where it might be okay. So if it's somebody that you know really well and people that you play with regularly, sure, you might get called to get up and set in. The, yeah, I'm, I'm, shift, I'm talking about the people. I'm talking about yeah. like new people of the town that have never played Broadway. They're trying right. to sit in for the first time. They're trying to, like, figure But that's what I'm saying. If they come in and they see somebody set in and then they're like, oh, well, I want to do that. It could be a very different circumstance. Yes. Ah, uh, it's not following. Sorry, I had to fix something. Um, it was broken. But yeah, so like, you know, if our guest today, Nick Ryan, came and wanted to sit in, that's a definite yes. 100%. Wonderful transition. I will kick Yo. my guitarist off the stage so he can sit in. <laughs> we totally have a guest today. It's not just Bobby and I. Y'all, welcome Nick Ryan. Nick, welcome into the studio. Thanks Thank for you guys so much for having me. This is an honor. Because the literal first week I was in Nashville, I learned about this podcast from Bobby. Yay. And uh, I've been listening to it pretty regularly since. So, and it's great to see you guys and it's great to hang out off stage. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. I didn't know you were going to be on until what, like yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yes. Kyle texted and was like, hey, a lot of people have canceled for this week. We got Nick Ryan. And I was like, yes! Because <laughs> been, he's been on this. He's like, I want to get people who've been on Broadway for a really long time. I want to get their perspective. And I'm like, and and Nick Ryan. Please? And and I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's the world at, to me. At, at first, I was like, well, let's wait a little bit. I want to get a few more seasoned people on here. Um, and what happened was I played with you on Friday. And at that point, I did have several cancellations. I had like three people cancel on me or have to change a date, which is fine. That shit happens. I get it. And plenty of time. Um, and I played that gig with you and I was like, you know what? Absolutely. I want you on the podcast. Like there was so much that was going on during that gig and just with us that I was like, people that have been here for fucking years could learn from you. I I don't, I was so incredibly fucking blown away. And I think part of it was because you had Brian, your drummer who knows your show and your set and just knows how you work. And thank God for him because there were several times I was like, I don't know what we're doing. And he was like, this song, these numbers here. Like he very much was able to get me through and like you did too, but you were also like singing during half of that. So yeah, him and um, I, him and I had like our constructive post show meeting afterwards. He's like, man, you got to MD because I <laughs> was like, wait, where are we? What song are we on? Well, and he, like I didn't realize we've never played together before. 
And it felt like you and I had been playing together for years. Just like if it feels like you and I have been playing together for years, Bobby. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. This would be a hell of a power trio. <laughs> Wait, oh, that would be so that fucking day. fun. A- absolutely. No, and I mean, so like the, the first um, mashup that you did, and I was kind of like, that's where I was like, oh, shit. Uh, uh, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. All right. I'm just going to follow. I got you. Okay. I hear us. I know where we're at. And then I realized, I was like, oh, this motherfucker does this like every other song. Got it. Just (laughs) ears open. Your ears are fucking open the rest of the night. And it kept me on my toes, which was fantastic because there's not a lot of gigs that do that anymore because, you know, we do do the same things, especially with the gigs that I play. They're very repetitive, the same shows, the same songs. Um, So it was very nice to play with people outside of Annie. We were playing with Annie Gavin, but outside of her, it was very nice to play with completely new players that I'd never played with before. And not only just new players, fucking mind-blowing fantastic players like i cannot praise you enough my dude dude thank you i'm every like i literally came home that whole night first off (laughs) the whole fucking night i made a post about it if you followed me on facebook um but you know, I, I'm always worried about how my gigs are going to go. My tend to closes because lately it's been really slow and I've been kind of bummered about them. But I, I still love doing them. And this gig, I was like, well, they're both in Printer's Alley. They're going to be kind of slow gigs. You know, just base pay is what it is. We'll have fun. You know, musically, we'll have fun. And holy fuck, musically, did I have fun. Like, I I mean, there were, there were songs that I had literally never played before or haven't played in a long time. And I was like, all right, I don't remember how this goes. I'm just, okay, here's what he's playing. All right, let's just let's just follow. He's changing again. Okay, here we go. And man, it was I don't know. I just left there on just such this like musical high. When I got to my second gig, it was already packed thanks to uh Kenny and Your Love. But Oh hell yeah. It just I man, it lit a fire up under my ass. It really did that night and I had one of the best fucking nights I had had in a long time be, because of playing with you on that game. Dude, that means the world to me. And you're such a pro player. It sounded killer. Pro. Your energy is awesome. <laughs> it was such a fun time and like it might have not been as crowded as it could have been but the people there loved what we oh were doing. Oh my god, the pe- every person in there was just like having the time of their fucking life. Like for bro, sure. I closed my eyes at one point and just I thought there was a couple hundred people in that room. It That's was awesome. mind-boggling. Cuz like we and I love when it becomes both the crowd show and your show and like it's just one big musical party oh i i agree it that whole night was just that gig was so much fun it was so much fun i mean i have had an absolute blast every time that we have played together dude likewise like so freaking fun well see that was my first time playing with him and i'm like so now let's backtrack a little bit to when we We'll get to your story here in a second, but I, I want to backtrack to when I met Nick, and it was at uh, one of our friend Cassie's birthdays. Uh, she was playing second fiddle with her band, and a bunch of us music, musician friends were there, 
And I had never met Nick. That was the first night I met him. Now, I am one of those people that I see somebody and I immediately will kind of judge them by their look. We are human being. We we do that. We judge books by their covers all the time. But I like doing that because I love the element of fucking surprise. And <laughs> so like, I met Nick, super sweet, just nice, bubbly guy, happy, very, but very calm demeanor. And then he gets on stage and to play a song. And this rock star just like came out of him. I don't know where from, but just the fucking energy and the playing and the damn John Mayer faces. Holy shit. <laughs> um, like this kid was just wailing out. And I just turned my head and I was like, holy shit. Like, who is this dude? All right, I I gotta talk to him. I I because I I just met him right before he went on. I you know, hey, I'm Kyle. And nice to meet you because uh, I had met Frankie, so I already knew mm-hmm. who Frankie was. And uh, another killer player. Kill- oh Frankie's my goodness, he's a player. hell of a dude. Like yeah. Oh my god, such a sweetheart. I and love him. All of you, <laughs> all of you are great. Yeah, yeah all of you absolutely. Are great. And great attracts great. You guys are the best as well, and I'm glad that. We all get to hang out. We'll, we'll ask you about that after yeah. you've been here for a few months. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> once you actually have to really deal with me, then we'll talk. Um, but it, yeah, immediately I was like, "All right, I I, I got to know this guy." Like I, when you see somebody that's that fucking good and was not was but is such a humble person, like I had I. I didn't know that he played guitar until he <laughs> got up there and did that. And I was like, oh, oh, holy shit. Yeah. And just blew my fucking mind. And then right after that, y'all came to my show that was across the street and hung out for a while, which I greatly appreciate that. Oh, dude, and I've just, I mean, we've, been, we've been friends since, man. You guys yeah, have been man. cool. We, You got off stage and I was like, dude, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you know, finally getting to play a gig with you. And it was so incredible. I will share the stage with you any fucking day. You will have me. Absolutely. Man, I can't wait down. to do it again. Like it was so much fun with both of you. I love being on stage with both of you. And it's just like you said, the first thing Bobby said to me after we got off stage was, man, that was a musical walk in the park. Yes. <laughs> It was amazing. Frolicking through the tulips. Just, just wherever Dude, we end just, up, that's where we yeah. went. <laughs> well, and, and I liked it. Like, It's not that he was playing anything like sh- crazy off the cusp. But it was just how quickly he would transition and do things. But just Everything was just so free and smooth. effortless. Yeah. Just, it, 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 it really was. And I don't know. I guess it's because of your demeanor and just how nice and humble and kind you are. Um, there was, I never felt like I actually, that's wrong. I didn't feel like I belonged on that stage the entire time, but I never felt, you did. um, very much. So I never felt in like intimidated by you or your right? playing or anything. Oh, man, thank and, you. Um, such a positive, comfortable like it, energy. You I feel yeah, like you like can just, just play music. Like if I, if I, I, I didn't, that. if I didn't pick on, <laughs> pick up on something immediately or was trying to figure out the chords when you changed quickly. There was no like, this is what I'm, what the fuck are you doing? This is what I'm doing. Like you would just, you would turn to me and just show me your guitar. And then when you could, you would toss me numbers and they were like, it, that was it. There was no like, 
hey, you did that wrong. You should do this. And like, it was, no, hey, man, good fucking job. Way to follow. Like, and it was so comfortable. Especially when it's such a loose show and you're catering to the crowd. I don't think there should be any negative energy about it. Because there's no set list. There's Let's no go ahead prep. and say that again for the folks in the back. Yeah, y'all listen to that one more fucking time. <clears throat> and that's the thing with my show for the last, goodness, like 10 years. We don't, We okay, we rarely do a set list and build a show out of it. Like, I love doing that for shows where there's a captive audience that are going to see you but walking into rooms you don't know what these guys want to hear so like and i don't know what i'm gonna play as we're starting but you read the room you get accustomed to what's going on you are fantastic at reading the room by the way thank you like just and and it, part of it is because like you literally interacted enough with the crowd to, and you would ask, "What is it that you want to hear?" I mean, in that that whole birthday party group, they wanted to hear pop, and then what did we do for the next thirty minutes? The Crazy biggest pop, pop mashup. Oh my which, god, it was awesome. <laughs> Some it was of it awesome. was built that Brian and I have done over the last five years together. Which, man, like he's he's one of those musicians that like he knows where i'm going before i even go there and it's just oh, it's such a blast having him behind when I, as a bass player that's what was so wonderful about working with you two is like <clears throat> like you said he knew where you were going and i he led me very easily i i was I? There wasn't a lot of questions. I had a lot of thinking to do. There was not a lot of questions. I was like, "All right, cool. All right, this is where we're going next. Got it." Like, and it it made playing with you guys what could have been a very stressful situation. It made playing with you guys very pleasant, dude. Thank you. So, Truly means the world. And like, and I, and you can tell like, you guys have built something up. You guys have a relationship as a guitar player and a drummer, and. You and compliment. Yes, I'm jealous. You compliment each other very, very well, um, and anybody that gets to play with y'all is very lucky. Like I'll, I'll just be honest. Like anybody that gets Absolutely. to share the stage with you guys is very lucky. Oh man, thank you both. And anybody gets to watch you, motherfuckers, is very lucky. <laughs> like and like your energy as well, man. Like you were all over the place. There were points where I was like, oh, I am not high energy enough. I need to wake up. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> like. Um, cause usually I'm the craziest one. Um, but yeah, it fan fantastic. So outside of you playing here in Nashville, the only thing I know about you is you're from Jersey, correct? Or am yep. I wrong? Okay. See, I'm right there. Woohoo. I was right about something today. Awesome. Um, and you've only lived here for since October. Yeah. Uh, so November, December, January, f- four months. I can count to four. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That, that might was, be the title of the God episode. I can count to four. I can only oh. count to four. I can. <laughs> oh my there, God. There's a drummer yes. meme going around that every song is in 4 4 if you try hard enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Okay, so you you moved here in October. So before we talk about you moving here, let's let's take it way back because you're you're a fantastic guitar player. So you obviously didn't pick the guitar up a year ago. Maybe you did. I don't know. Um, that would we're be about to find up. out. We're about to find out. <laughs> we are going to all learn Nick Ryan's story together today because even Bobby and I don't know his story. And fuck, I know y'all are tired <laughs> of hearing me talk. So. Take us back. Like when? When did music start for you? When did that all begin? First memory, I was in my crib conducting. I had to have been a musician in a past life, um, and my folks, in true Jersey fashion, always had Bruce Springsteen playing on the TV. My mom and my dad don't. Y'all's God up there, isn't it? What's up? <laughs> I said Bruce Springsteen is y'all's God up there, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and. Both my parents didn't really play. My mom played a little saxophone, and my dad had a couple guitars lying around the house, but, you know, could play a D chord, but in the words of my dad, it's his left hands for waving bye-bye. Um, so I remember just being fixated on watching Bruce's live videos on TV in the living room, and... I remember I was scared to get my hair cut as a kid, so my dad would put his Telecaster in my lap, and I would be calm, and he would just cut my hair off. Um, and I started taking lessons like five years old with Jody Joseph Bongiovi, who is like my musical mom, um, happens to be John's first cousin, um, and just really crafted my just thought about how I work and just my work ethic and joined my first band at like eight uh we got the opportunity to open up for the Marshall Tucker band when I was 10 (laughs) I ended up doing a run of shows with them I was like 10 or 11 years old playing guitar between Chris Hicks and Clay Cook so at this point, I'm like 30 years behind already. So. Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was writing songs. I was uh, started producing music at like 15, writing my own stuff. I started writing at like 9 or 10. My band would play our original music and, and uh, record an album at like 15, 16 with these guys. Graduated high school, started teaching with Jody full time. I went from being a student of hers to, you know, the co-teacher and running her recording studio. So I got tons of experience behind the Pro Tools rig and just working with younger artists to develop their sound and what they heard in their head. And um, I I started playing with different singer songwriters in New Jersey. I put my artistry on the back burner for several years went around the country playing with some singer songwriters um and then five or six years ago i started my own thing again uh with some friends back in jersey and we started doing the jersey cover scene which was awesome it was a lot of fun the gigs were great um wide selection of songs from 
rock to country to R&B. We had a sax player with us. And I want a sax player. <laughs> it, man, let me tell you what. Having a sax player um, in country music is so much fun. I know. I have a guy. Next gig we do together. The we'll band get- I was in before I moved to Nashville had a, a sax guy. It was lead guitar, sax, bass, and drums. And it was fan flip fantastic. Do y'all know Dunham Hall? I know the name, I think. Man. Likewise. Saxophone player here in town. Fantastic. Like, I did probably a month or so, maybe two months worth of gigs with him at uh, Second Fiddle Rooftop. And every week, like, I was so giddy about that gig because we had a saxophone player and it was mostly country and it was just, man, that, does does saxophone just make all types of music sexy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have ever given that shit up. I should have just, just damn. It. I should learn to play one. I bet I'd get some gigs. I played clarinet. Was I never like officially switched, but like switched over to saxophone and like immediately quit because I picked up bass. I bet I could get good enough at sax to just kind of like. Because I was like, bass is cooler. That I know what I'm doing, and I'm like, man, I should have stuck with saxophone. You have a hell of a feel as a bass player, but. Those clarinet fingerings and the sax fingerings are the same. I Anyways, think. I'm sorry to interject. I it's all just. Good. But yeah, yeah, we we did that. <laughs> we did that for five years playing the Jersey Circuit. Um, by last summer, we were playing seven to nine gigs a week, and um, I wasn't writing any of my own stuff anymore. Kind of felt stuck. It was my dream since I was a kid to move out here. Just never was the right time so you've always wanted to come to nashville this has always been like the big picture for you at a high school it was supposed to happen then okay um so it's it's a little it's and then i almost signed a lease in 2018 and i got a gut feeling that it would happen eventually but it wasn't the right time i wouldn't have met my beautiful lovely girlfriend um so and there was a lot of life lessons that I needed to learn before coming out here, especially running my own band and, you know, being the boss. Well, there's anything I've learned in life, which isn't much, um, following your gut. That's, that's something you should do. And it's one thing that I, I, I definitely do. And it seemed to, to work out correct for you. Things seem to be going the correct direction for you. Thank you, man. So 2018, you were going to move out here. You decided, no, you, so you, you and then right after that, we started doing full-time gigage. So you, you were full-time gigging up in yeah. Jersey yeah. since like 2018. Yeah, because I was. it was 50-50 prior, like 2015 to 2018, it was 50-50 teaching and then gigging Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But then 2018 made the switch, started gigging full-time, doing weddings, was it? Bar did gigs. you make that switch just because there was more, a lot more gig opportunities? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, uh, we signed on with a booking agent as well. So, like, and I love to play. I love to be on stage. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I, to be in the studio just as much. Um, I would I would say that's one thing that you and I have in common is our love to be up on that stage. Like, yes, sir. We, we both there are things that I watch you and I'm like, yeah, I do that shit too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
The stage is my safe place. It's yeah. where I feel the most me. Yeah. 100%. It's where I feel the most me. It's where I feel the most alive. I feel like I don't fit in anywhere off stage. <laughs> All right. So, um, what was what was the gigging life like for you during the pandemic since you were doing that full time? March of 2020, we had our last gig. Um, and then... And my life was wild around that time. My folks had split in 2018 and I was living with my parents and they sold the house in March of 2020. I ended up moving in with my dad. Um, so I was with him. So I had some financial stability. Um, and then I was I started teaching more once the gig stopped the gigs didn't really start up much again until September of 2020. And we weren't even really supposed to do it. We were just doing it because we needed to. Um, and like, I think in a way it was a good reset for me to just make me fall in love with it again, like wholeheartedly. Because once you're doing something every single day of the week, sometimes you're like, oh, I love this, but why? Yeah. And I, I discovered the why the first week of not playing shows. I'm like, oh, get me back into this. Uh, but it, it was it was tough. I mean, we lost out on you know 90% of our income for that year. Oh, yeah, I'd- yeah <laughs> yeah we know yep i just I, you know because you said you were doing it full time so i was just curious uh you know how it really affected you guys up there as like we would shut down open up shut down open up shut down open up. it was shut yeah yeah um and then when we i think we tried to like soft open everything up even before we were allowed to in like june or july and cops were called. We were shut down again. You know, it was it was hard. I'm not gonna say the name of the bar, but you guys figured out pretty quickly uh, where Nick and I played at on Friday um, during the pandemic. We were doing speakeasy shows. <laughs> I ended up funny. You should say that September was it September? Yeah, September of 2020. I had a road date. So weird with this act from new jersey we played in i think we were now i cannot remember the studio we were at but we did a shoot for hello tv in nashville um and that monday i went into where we played the other night oh yeah they were the only place open yep they were, they were doing like speakeasy shows. They would have the front door shut. They would make you like exit through the back door to go out on Fourth Avenue. Like it was. <laughs> well, and even when things were like kind of open and there was like everything had to be shut down early and whatnot, they would stay open a couple hours later. And it was mind boggling because we we went out because we got into town at like noon slept until eight we went out at nine and nothing was open but there Mm -hmm. yep 
And so, uh, sounds about right. I apologized to the band that was on. So we got a little drunk and told them to move the stage four inches to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! That's great. <laughs> just, just, just that's bring it over. Four inches, just four, four inches. That'd be great. Just four inches. Just, just come on. Let's. I'll help you move it. Definitely wasn't my gig. I would remember that shit. <laughs> I'd remember that. Oh my god, that's. Amazing. I remember knowing the people that were on that's, just from being in town. I cannot remember who it was. Guinness, a lot of Guinness. <laughs> man, I haven't drank Guinness in years. Yeah, me and Guinness uh, broke up. Me and Jack broke up last week, too. <laughs> Jack and I broke up last year. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. And then I then I went to... Uh, he gets around, man. <laughs> Jose, and I were, Jose and I were hanging out for a while, and then him and I broke up, too. So, you know, I get that. It, it happens. Being a musician, that, that shit will happen. All right. Never so, had a problem. Pandemic, you guys shut down, weren't gigging. You all were all in hell like the rest of us. So, um, post pandemic, things start to open back up. Do gigs pick back up for you guys? What? How? What? What unfolds? They, like after? tripled. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was here. Same dude. here. It's like when it opened, it fucking opened. Well, so everybody like, was tired of being. Shit. Everybody was tired of being locked down. They were like, "Fuck this." Twenty one was a great year. Twenty two was even better. And um, 21 was one of my most highly financial, like financially gaining. How do I, how do I say that? I mean, I can't think today. Um, yeah. The most, most money I've ever fucking yep. made by far because of just the amount of gigs that there were. And people were also like, I got money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember. So I think we started in. November or December of 2020, there was a bar in North Jersey that we started doing every Friday at. And then I remembered they had increased our pay once, you know, they were able to open up to the level it needed to be at. Um, or capacity, rather. Um, yeah, it was... And it would have worked... And it would have continued to work as a as a job. I liked it, um, but there was there was absolutely not a second to be creative. Nope. And um, how many gigs were y'all doing a week? Seven roughly? to nine. Okay. On average, so some some weeks, some weeks we would have fifteen. So were it you all just ridiculous. playing? Were you guys playing bars up there, or is it like weddings? Is it a mix of everything? Like, how, what were your your? Because I don't know what the music some scene in Jersey is like at all. We do a morning brunch, maybe at a beach club, and then afternoon gig at a tiki bar nights at a club and then weddings weddings were great oh yeah i'm i've got a couple more that i'm going back and forth to finish out but i'm they're so they're so stressful but they're so good and like just to be a part of 
their beautiful day like and we were blessed with some really beautiful couples and you can tell he's never been divorced (laughs) (laughs) i would you know i wasn't gonna say it but there we are (laughs) no i'm not gonna lie dude like even i i've only hmm, i've been to one wedding since i've been divorced but um I'm, I do miss the wedding gigs. They're, they were always so much fun. They really were. Mm-hmm. And was the corporate gigs, too. They're, oh, corporate they're gigs blast, are the best. Man. You know, I I, I just did a corporate Especially gig. Especially they feed you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the buffets, the platters. <laughs> just never get the salmon. <laughs> it's never the option. Uh, I did a corporate gig last week for Sherwin Williams. I saw that man, and and the head was dancing on the chair with you. Yeah, so I so TJ is his name, and uh, TJ we met a year or so ago, maybe even longer than that at Old Red when I was playing with Todd, and he came through. I don't know how him. I don't know if him and Todd knew each other prior. Or if it was just because this dude really liked us and he just started tipping us a bunch of money. I, I don't know exactly how their connection came about. But TJ just started, anytime he was around, he's from Atlanta. So anytime he was around in town, he was coming to our gigs. And would just, he was that guy that would just throw in money. Uh, he loved us. And he, and. He wasn't just throwing in money for like he wanted to hear originals. He was tossing in big dollar bills for originals, and we were like, "Hell yeah!" And he just kept coming to our shows, and so we became friends with him. I didn't know anything about this guy, nothing at all. He was just always so cool and nice and warm and welcoming. And then a couple months back, Todd's like, "Hey, TJ wants us to play for Sherwin Williams for their party." Da da da. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, this dude's just got some connections or he's a booker or something. You know, I'm not thinking very big. I'm very narrow minded during these conversations. And I'm like, okay, you know, cool. Sounds, sounds awesome. Let's do it. Well, we get there and eventually TJ comes up and talks to us. And at first Todd was like, he was like, hey man, you should probably just like slick your hair back. This is a corporate event. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, generally corporate events, like I try to keep it very clean cut and not that have the hair up and yada, yada, yada. When I saw TJ and he was all dressed up and uh, he was like ordering people around, I was like, well, you know, he got us the gig. He works with these people. I was like, hey, TJ, should I do my hair up or down? He's like, up. And I was like, all right, cool. The man said it. Um, during the gig, he's out there on a chair try like and people are like in the picture it doesn't look like it but people were dancing and singing and having i mean they were having a fucking good time and tj's dancing on the chair and i looked at todd i was like should i go out there and he was like yeah so i went out there started rocking out with him and then uh after the like and we're it's an awards we're playing for an award ceremony like they're giving away these big awards to these like people that have been with the company for 20 and 30 years and it's this huge, huge thing. That's awesome. And afterwards was when I learned that TJ is the vice president of, of, of Sherwin Williams, of Sher- not of Sherwin Williams, like the the North American automotive paint department, which is a whole nother. That he, is yeah. ginormous. And it, I was like, this is cool as shit. <laughs> and it was, it was fun, man. Corporate gigs are a lot of fun. Um, and. I know because they are corporate gigs, I'll be like, oh, they're going to be boring and low key. 
every corporate gig that I've personally ever done has always been a party. Like these people just want to party and have a good time. So. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get them warmed up. Well, but yeah, once you, you they're start, going, don't get me wrong. Like, oh. They're going. <laughs> like when they when they walked in the door, they were like, "Hey, they want a rocking band." So our first like five songs, we were rocking out, and then they came over our ears, and they're like, "Okay, hey, they're gonna do the dinner, so let's like do dinner music." So we played a lot of the slower country stuff and more low key and. Slowly as the night was going on, okay, brought it up a little bit, brought it up a little bit. And then once that last 30, 45 minutes that we played, we just balls to the wall, fucking full on rock show. And they were partying, having a great time. Everybody was drunk. Just like on Broadway, they had beers all over my stage. And just like on Broadway, I made them move their beers. <laughs> um, but no, it was fun. If y'all ever get to do corporate gigs, man, don't don't let the word corporate scare you in those situations. No, it's so much they fun. are the best. We do and a couple. You talked about AC. the food. Oh, we talked yeah. about the food. Man, oh, that food oh, I had the other so night was good. so good. So good. So good. Anyways. Man, food goes a long way. Like, I, I will do a lot for a gig if there's some good food. <laughs> I got a text message this morning replying to one of my messages or one of my stories I sent out yesterday, and that just reminded me of something. I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to say it because this is god awful. But. Oh. Fair enough. All right. So, you guys are doing a bunch of mixed gigs. You had, you know, bar gigs, tiki bar gigs. Uh, corporate gigs weddings things like that um and so you just did that from after the pandemic till you moved here basically yeah our last gig was the day before i moved here so what was the catalyst that made you decide all right it's time to go to nashville um okay there was a couple um i think I think the one I was looking for a break in my schedule to do it regardless. Um, and there ended up being one or a chance to take a month off. Um, and I'm like, well, since I don't have anything booked after that and I'm going to have a month off regardless, um, this is, this is it. Also, I mean, I was in a band with these guys for, five years and um you know sometimes the beanstalk grows up but it might grow out and we just kind of drifted apart and we had different goals you know the guys started having families and they didn't want to travel much and couldn't travel much and uh you know i wanted to do more of an original thing and i wanted to get a, a more defined sound and unit together and write some different stuff and for those non-musicians that usually means you're not getting paid nearly as much uh-huh. <laughs> well yeah. and to really start honing in on road stuff mm-hmm. and um you know we had another drummer in jersey and brian started out as the the sub and then you know life happened and brian started doing 70 percent of the work 80 percent of the work 99 percent of the work (laughs) um and i was he was i remember he was the first person i told that i was moving here and his support and just his love for us and what we do as a as a 
as a band is it's a it's immense it's a beautiful thing and and it was it, it was awesome when he made the decision to to move here but he's the only guy from the original group that is in my now band here and it's you know it's wild and as a band leader and the boss you can't make everybody happy so you know there was there was hmm. some hmm. you know some rough conversations and discussions over the last couple of years with the guys but um still when i go back to jersey it's it's good to play with them again and uh but it, yeah man it was to draw back it was to kind of pull back on the cover work for a little bit focus on being a songwriter again so parallel to broadway i've been trying to go out and network with new writers get as many writing sessions as i can i'm recording a handful of people in my home studio right now because that's i love the studio just as much as i love the stage and um it's just i love the studio i just don't know shit of what about what i'm doing <laughs> on the rare occasion i get to do studio stuff i really enjoy it i barely know what the hell i'm doing right now you're killing it <laughs> i love we don't it. know what we're doing right now the levels Let's look good honest. Uh, the, the the spikes look like they're at a reasonable spiky level. <laughs> they go up and down. We good. They keep happening. That's a positive. I figured the engineer and me keeps looking at the screen, and my heart dropped when your screensaver. Went I know. I saw you. I saw you look over, and then I was like, <laughs> I should I turn. Lost my train of thought. I should turn and look at what's going uh, on. I was like, oh yeah, let's 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 move the mouse. Okay, we good. <laughs> I'm usually good about that, but I literally have just been sitting here well, see, listening on, to you. On mine, if if this screensaver comes up, it pauses the recording. So yeah, yeah, there's a stops. setting in Logic to not have it do that, and I'm glad that you have it set <laughs> to not do that. <laughs> so I was like in the middle of I a mean, thought. I'm like, there, I, maybe I'll stop my thought here. I like, I don't so know. I overthink one of, everything. One of the first episodes that we did when I got because this is a, a new computer, I got this literally like the day after christmas you did go with the mac mini i did go with the good. mac mini and um good 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 i spent about fourteen hundred dollars more than i wanted to but uh i just decided with since this is my career now this is where i'm going this podcast has taken off <laughs> i'm doing a lot more of my own recording and projects i was like i might as well just get the good stuff yeah. Instead of getting the basic bare minimum and having to upgrade to all the shit later. And it's something, A, to grow into. The more you do session work and need to fly parts out, and the more you do this, you don't need to upgrade a computer every five years. Yeah, no, that's that's the beauty of it. And also, I do like that Like, if I do have to take sessions somewhere or do something, I literally can just unplug this and take it to other producers and studios and plug it into their screen and just like i you know like it it's still compact and portable if if i need it to be um i just went the macbook pro route just in case i get the opportunity to md a gig and have to do the ableton thing. right right um i need to learn it's 
it's a lot. It does anything you want it to do, which is great. And it's also such a... Because there's but no yeah, th- specific the place problem, where to start. Because if it can do anything, then that means it can be very complicated. <laughs> so what you it, need it to do... It can mess up is, anything. <laughs> so what you need to do is figure out what it is that you want to do with it, why mm-hmm. you would need to use it, and then learn how to do that with it. Like... I mean, I would start with it building basic tracks and then trying to figure out what you need from there to sample it for shows. Yeah. So whether you want to have a pad set up that and have everything on the clip list and there's so many ways to run it. You can run a whole light show with it, which, you know... The corporate wedding stuff we started doing, having our backing tracks run from it, having the lights run from it. I'm going to interject right there. So this corporate gig that I did the other day, uh, you know, we, we come in, we set up and we're doing everything. I'm, I'm not seeing anything behind the scenes. Well, they have this big ass LED screen that's like, I don't know, 50 feet, 60 feet wide and 20 feet tall. We go back behind there and there's like 10 different screen monitors with like a person at each station and they're all doing something. There were, there were uh, teleprompter people back there doing stuff. Um, one of the guys was explaining to us how you can go and individually change each one of the little uh, light sticks in the LED screens and all this stuff. And it was such a crazy production back there. Like I did not realize how much went into some shit like that? I was like, ah, oh, this is a little award show. Haha. <laughs> no, they had a whole ass, like, 30 man team in the back doing the screen and the sound and the teleprompter and everything. Fucking everything. That's awesome. Blew my mind. And full like, light is- show. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like it wasn't wild. just, it wasn't just the light guy and the front of house guy and the monitor guy. No, there were literally almost 30 other people in the back. And I was like, wow, this is insane. Insane. Cause I'm just gonna go play bass. Yep, I was like, I play, I play four strings. He, he. This goes one times five. five. Pedal one two three four. Pedal. <laughs> this song goes one four five six one four five six one six five. Sweet. <laughs> this is important. Show don't press that pedal. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Oh, no, yeah. that's my genuine pedal. I love that pedal. It's a great pedal. I love that little mono Everyone synth. needs one. <laughs> Every time I turn that on in front of somebody that's never heard it, it's so funny to watch players' faces. They're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, my favorite is when you were on the morning gigs with me and you'd hit it in the middle of some old-ass country song. <laughs> oh, I would hit it, I would hit it during Chatta, Chattahoochee. <laughs> I would hit it during chat. I did it with him. Yeah. The brown, brown, brown. Yep. That's when I would do it. Mm-hmm. But no, you would just do it to mess with Noah. You would do it in any like old ass country ballad. Well, that that was getting <laughs> that was getting towards the end when I was like ready to quit. I was like, I'm just gonna fuck with this. <laughs> My last three months with that band, I did was nothing. Hilarious. I did nothing but try to get fired. Oh my goodness. Like thinking back, I was like, oh yeah, the, I was, the cow was a little toxic. Do I little talks? Do I know these people? Um, I don't. I don't think, think so. so. Oh. But 
one day. They know us. Now, I definitely, I was, I was in a very toxic state of mind. <laughs> I was in a very bad place mentally, and I was ready to quit that gig. And it was a morning shift, and I hated it. And like, I, I love playing a lot of that stuff. It was fun, but like, I was doing nothing but closing shifts, and then turning around and doing these two opening shifts that I had for like two years. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't need these shifts. No offense. I don't need these shifts anymore. And I'm just done. And so I was like. Plus, I mean, considering you were on Amazon shopping for the whole four hours, you weren't making any money. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> I'd be like, well, okay, t- what's today's base pay? Well, I can spend at least $50. Okay, so here's what I'm going to buy. Uh, I, w- I would. I would play uh, Pokemon Go and shop on Amazon during that gig. Like, it, it was bad. I was, that's, I was just bored. And I wanted out of it. And so I just would find ways to fuck with Woody and Noah and make him laugh. And um, it, it, was, it was quite fun. I and had then, a blast. And then, I miss you. And then, so Noah was one of those guys that likes to, um, you know, he likes to be a little smart ass and like say shit to people and, and uh, be combative in a very docile way. And he dropped his guitar and I like laughed about it and made a joke over the microphone and then he picked it up and he was like trying to like find the cable cause it came unplugged and he's trying to plug it in. The strap was all messed up. So I'm like making jokes of this. It was a, it was a Monday. Wasn't I was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was with Tristan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You weren't there. It was a Monday. And so I just made a joke about it being, I was like, yeah, this is a Monday morning for musicians. All right. Like I wasn't making fun of him. I was trying no, to make light of the, the situation. situation. And he just turned around and uh, told me to shut up and was, I mean, like, like an angry dad at his, you know, pissed off angry dad at his kid, like just yelling at his kid. And he, when he did that to me, I was like, oh, this is how we're going to treat each other. Okay. And at that point I was done. I was 100% done. I already knew I was going to quit. And, uh. He didn't apologize to me for like till after the gig. I, I mean, and I like I was the whole band knew I was pissed, like the way the the way that he treated me and said that to me, and because it was just it was one of the most disrespectful ways someone has ever talked to me, and I, as him being this high mighty Christian person, I had a lot of uh, thoughts, <laughs> and. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm I'm out. Like, and I think it was Wednesday. I texted him. I was like, if Noah says anything to me today, I'm gonna tell him not to talk to me. It took like it took two him, hours it before he him, said uh, anything. It was it was about an hour, about an hour into the gig, he finally turned around and said and said something to me. And I think he was just telling me the song or what. No, he been, he had asked you something. They oh, were talking about I, something. And he had asked you he, about it. Yeah, he had asked my opinion. So I honestly, I don't remember. And I just looked at him and I was like, uh, you don't get to talk to me at all. And he goes, fair enough. And turned around and didn't say another word to me the rest of the show. And then it was the following week I texted. And I was like, hey, I'm just going to let you know. Uh, I've decided I'm not going to come in. I'm not going to be there this week. You know, I'm going to step away. And he was like, yeah, I kind of figured that already. I was like, all right, cool. Have a good one. And that was it. <laughs> so I quit that band. <laughs> but. Normally, I'll just like there. There are bands I've straight up just like quit. I'm like, hey, look, ain't working out. This isn't working out. Not working out for me. But that one was one of those that I was just. It was kind of like my safety net. 
I was yeah. like, well, I'm just going to hang on to it as long as I can. And then finally I was like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> it's, it's hard because it's both personal and business. Yeah. And, and it's juggling both That's those what makes things. this I, such a hard career choice. Oh, yeah. I can is. understand. Because everything is personal. When, it when, can't not be. When, when it's a business decision that you have to treat me a certain way, I can be more understanding. But when it's just a, you're embarrassed and you're upset and you want to turn around and take it out on me, like I did something wrong, you've lost all my respect. Like it's, I'm not one of those people like, oh, it's a, no, like when you cross the line, you cross the line, I'm out. Like, I'm done. And he most definitely did that day. And it's, it, it was one of those things I was like, you know what? This is going to suck. But at the same time. I have built myself up to get out of gigs like this, and so I'm happy to remove myself from this situation. You know, it just is what it is. Like you said, it is it is personal, but it's also business. And while they are my friends, I still consider them friends. I still love Noah. I don't. I don't hate. The, I reached out to him the other day. I don't hate the guy at all. I don't have any ill will towards him. Um, but just we did not. We did not to be worried. We did not need to be working together on a stage. Not at all. Like, just no. So, shit happens. It's part part of it. I've been fired from gigs. I've been hired onto gigs. I've been let go. I, yep. I mean. And that's what sucks is because, like, my, my first, like, real gig in town, I worked with that artist for almost three years, and then he fired me. And it's like, after three years, like, we were together all the time. Like we were best friends and then he fired me and you're getting fired by your best friend. And that freaking hurts. Oh, and then like, I've had to fire very close people because I don't, I don't know the reasoning behind it. But like after that, it was just like our friendship ended with that gig. Like when I was fired, we basically just stopped talking. And so it's like, even though you're supposed to keep business and personal separate, the business is personal and the personal is business and there really is no separating it after a certain point. when it is music and you do it all out of love Mm -hmm. and there's no clock you're punching into. Right. It it gets hard. Mm -hmm. It, it, It being a band leader and the booker and manager I mean, you have to wear once. so many it's, hats and it, do so many things and like it sucks but like you know you and almost none of the things that you should be doing are the things that you want to have to do oh none of them none yeah. of them it's like <laughs> I, I guarantee you he didn't want to fire me no like I'm sure it sucked for him as much as it did well probably a little more for me because I lost the gig but yeah, no, nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to send those text messages or make those calls. Man, or I've been a band leader for the last two year, two plus years. Th- th- shit, three years? Fuck. Um, and I've had to fire some people. And and what really sucks is it wasn't even my call. Mm-hmm. I had to fire people based on the bar. The bar was like, the bar manager was like, hey, that person, they got to go. For, for different reasons, various reasons, you know. And only one did I have to fire by my choice, and that was simply because of his his alcohol. I mean, he was drinking. He was drinking way way too much, and to where like 
the last 30 minutes of the shows, he didn't know what was going on. Can't say I've never been fired for that. Yep. Have been fired because I wasn't drinking. That was some bullshit, but. But yeah, firing people sucks, man. It's never. And you never know how people are going to react. Like, you know people, but you don't know how they're going to react until you fire somebody. (laughs) When you'll, you'll learn who someone really is when you break up with them or you fire them. You will those, truly those learn are, who someone is in those two in situations. In this industry, those are the same thing. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're breaking up with it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, I love open communication after every single show. Breaking down the good, breaking down what I need to work on, what everybody else needs to work on, but constructively all together with smiles and some Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> but like, this is why we're friends, right? <laughs> this is why we're friends. No, there's, uh, there's nothing I hate more than being told something so far after the fact and just being like, if I'd have known I could have fixed that. No problem. Like, if that was what was upsetting you this whole time, we could have just talked about it. Like, whether it's I'm playing something wrong or I'm, you know, they wanted a different kind of feel, whatever. It's just like, if you don't tell me about it, you're not even giving me a chance to address it. Yeah, but so many people are like, oh, I don't like confrontation, so I'm just going to let them go. And it's always the... Oh, we're going in a different direction, or we oh. want to we want to try new people, and it's like, okay, that. well, why do you want to try new people? What what is making you want? What am I doing, or what is the band doing? Or try these players telling doing? me what you want. Yeah, <laughs> try being honest. Um, it's a thing, man. When I learned how to start being honest in my life, my life got significantly fucking better. Just saying. Oh, I bet. Yeah, the confrontation thing, I learned that real fast, real quick. I don't like it, but I have to do it. There's there's less of it if you're honest, though. And that's how you get respect. That's Mm -hmm. how you have an honest relationship. Well, I think, think, and I could be completely wrong. This is how I view it. But I feel a lot of people, when they're in those situations, they see it as the confrontation, no matter what, is going to be negative and it's a fight. And so they go in with the, they don't know how to say things like delicately and nice. And it's like, Hey, look, you know, your plan just wasn't working out for this band or whatever. They're like some people just come like, Hey man, uh, you just didn't know how to fucking play these songs. And like, they're mean. And yeah. It's like, that's, that's not, a, that's not, that's, that's not, that's not, not, that's not how you do it. Like there's, there's nice ways and professional ways to say things. And if you don't like someone's playing, you can simply say, Hey, I didn't like how, you know, I didn't like how you fit with this band or I didn't like how you played these songs or this and that. Don't just be an asshole and be like, you played this fucking wrong because that's not necessarily true. It's like we were talking about before the no fault gigs. Oh yeah. And yeah, I agree with you. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's several people I've played with. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I just can't the drummers. There's drummers I play with. I'm like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't work with you. Sorry, I, as a bass player, I, I can't lock in. If I'm not locking with you, I, I can't do the gig. Oh, yeah. I will be so in my head the entire time and not it, it never works out. And I've told bands before that, hey, I just can't work with you because of so-and-so or whatever the reason. 
And, you know, it's the same thing has been said to me. Oh, hey, man, you, you're too much of a rocker. You're not in the pocket. You know, we need a, a guy that's in the pocket playing this and da-da-da-da. Hey, you know what? You're right. On this gig, I did not do that. You're – I'm my bad, you know, and I learned. Mm-hmm. And now I've learned to stay in the fucking. <laughs> if it ain't my gig, stay in the fucking pocket. <laughs> By the way, you were so far into the pocket the other night; it was frightening. <laughs> Man, I was. It was awesome, bro. When I tell you, I was just trying to hang on. I was just gripping one hand, just hanging the fuck on to that rail. Man, I wish I would have been there. I was. First request was play an original. <laughs> And we did. And we did. Yeah. A song I had never heard a day in my life. <laughs> we had just released I, it the week before. I was fixing to say, you just released one. Was it that yeah. one? <laughs> yeah. I handed him a half-assed chart that I did uh, for Wyatt the week before because he's like, I was like five minutes away from the gig and I realized I should have made the chart before that. And he's like, hey, you got that chart for me for your original? I'm like, oh, I know that. it. I know it. I wrote it don't i know it <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to put the music down on paper like it's it's different i i know songs i play every single day you know i've been playing it for years and i go to make a chart for it and i'm like what's a start on like you know like i have to have the instrument in my hand this is a four <laughs> pretty sure it's when i play it maybe <laughs> and it's communicating with me it's communicating the rhythm is communicating the feel with less words but very intentional I, words on the chord chart so it, i figured out your song after the set after the first chorus i i, I kind of i was like okay i know what we're doing and did you see that reel i posted yesterday we were right on tempo with the record and we didn't use a click nice i don't very know nice. how i linked it up like I, I tried doing it in Final Cut first. Just like, I'm like, let me see how far off we are if I need to make any changes to manipulate the audio or whatever. And I I did the auto sync and it doesn't flex the time at all. It just syncs the start point together and we were right on. I was like gripping the seat. I'm like, when are we going to fall off? When am I going to have to make an edit? That's pretty fucking cool. Great job. Hell yeah. <laughs> Great job, nice. Brian. Yeah. Nice. I, I was like, I, no, not great job to me. I was just fucking following. I was like, numbers, okay, got it. All right, this is how the song goes. Okay, got it, cool. Here's where the kick pattern is. Okay, got it. This is All right, this is what we're playing. Don't follow his lead. Just follow the kick pattern. Got it. Okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole fucking thought process, that entire song. I was like, I just got to hang on. Just make it look like I know what I'm doing. So they're not like, oh, this guy fucking sucks. That was all I was worried about. That is not at all what has gone through my head when I'm playing with you. What I'm (laughs) thinking is, oh, I have an idea. I bet he'll follow me. Let's try this. Oh, there he is. There he is. (laughs) And then, then you'll turn and look at me and be like, oh, he's got an idea. Where we go? Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. I, I love the way we we bounce back and forth. Uh-huh. And, oh, it's so much fun. Uh, it's my absolute favorite. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling I you, he, I, he kicked me man. on my toes the entire game. I was just like, all right, I'm just, I'm just, I'm literally, I was hanging on to a fucking railing, just like, here we go. Is you're here, you're here till ten o'clock. Don't make a fool of yourself. Don't you crushed it? Make a fool of yourself. And 
I was I was really I'm not gonna lie, like I was super worried about that gig because I had quit Annie's gig a couple months back. I had a Sunday gig with her and I again it was a gig that I just felt I needed to remove myself from uh, just m- for my personal reasons um, and um, I was like she when I when I saw her put up the post she's looking for a bass player I, I was the first one to comment I was like she's not gonna hire me not at all and I was like well I'll text her and just we'll just see I mean she's reached out to me, like we're, we're cool like we love each other um, but I was like, after quitting her gig, I don't think she's going to hire me. And so when she texted back, she's like, yeah, it's yours. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I was like, all right, don't be an asshole. Everything's cool. <laughs> don't fuck up. <laughs> she she is the best. I love working I love, with her. I and love Annie. She introduced me to both you fine people. Um, and she was the first person I met downtown. And... I love the gigs. I love the energy. She sounds great. Songs are great. Shows are great. It's just... And I love that I don't have to sing for four hours straight, which is really nice. We split it and and split the load of the set list, too. And it's it's a lot of fun. I, I always had fun on her gigs. I, I really did. Especially... And, like, Bobby was... Uh, the drummer on the we always we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan was the guitar player. Dan Wecht, love him. Too. It was always oh good. Gosh. He is such a sweetheart and he really such is. a damn good player. Yeah, um, I was just uh, he's from Jersey too, isn't he? Yeah, he's from West you know, Milford. Before I, I finish this thought, I met another cat today. His name is uh, Chris Ryan. I think is what it was. Yeah. He is from Jersey as well, bass player, super nice guy. Okay, so my question is, growing up, every person that I heard about from New Jersey and every person that I met from New Jersey was like the biggest fucking asshole in the world. Right? That was And now thing. I'm here in Nashville, and, and all you all guys nice. are moving down here. Drew Meckler, you, uh, fucking Frankie, Chris, the kid I met today, uh, your drummer, Brian, like all you guys are the sweetest human right? beings in the world. Thank is, you. Is that why you left? <laughs> <laughs> That's no comment. No. <laughs> no, 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 I, you know I, what? I have like, been told from, from some of the people from Jersey, they're like, yeah, actually like moving down south, like moving away from Jersey, like we, we do like we're not such assholes. We were like, Oh, we can be nice. <laughs> like <laughs> truly. No, it's I coming down back and forth between here and Jersey for the last couple of years. The Jersey has a music scene. However, there's no industry in New Jersey to do anything but hit the ceiling. And when you hit the ceiling, you all hit the ceiling together and you all feel that pain and that jolt together. So there's no support. There's no support. Nobody has... I'm not going to say no support because there are amazing, amazing people I've I've worked with over the years from New Jersey and they're all so amazingly talented and they have great careers. But I should say it's not the same kind of support that there is here of oh hey he's the new guy let's try him out on this gig thank you guys you know well, like if and- if this was switched and i was moving 
to Jersey from Nashville, I would not have a gig yet. And honestly, I mean, if you were moving to most cities from Nashville, it, there's a few that be like, oh, yeah, Nashville artists, like, they're still like green to that, don't understand that there's literally like five million of us. But um, yeah, moving from here, going to other places, it, in my opinion, from what I've seen, what I've learned, what I know, it's a little harder. It's a lot more competitive. We're here. There's just so many of us, so many bars, so many opportunities, and we're playing for so long all the time that we just do want a break sometimes. And that's also how most of us got started was just that, hey, you want to sit in a song? Let's see what you got. Like just, that's all it is. Let's just see what you got. That That's how I got my shot, you know, how I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can do this. Okay, not it's it's this is crazy but okay you know and then i just got thrown into the fire um, i mean that's how that's how it all works here is like you have a friend yeah and your friend says all right take this and you do a good job and then your friend says take this and take this and take this because and, and if you can don't only do one gig at a time if you don't do a good job <laughs> you just you don't get a call back you know they don't offer you more gigs and then yeah. you either learn you'll either figure out okay i'm not cut out for this or i need to work harder I learned that I was like, I was like, okay, I'm not anywhere closer. I need to be. I need to work my ass off. Now I knew. I know you're from Florida. Bob. No. Wait, yes, you are. <laughs> no. Nope. Where are you from? Kentucky. Possum trap. But did good old Kentucky. possum trap. My dad's from Florida. Maybe that's where I got the confusion. <laughs> yeah, there there was a couple oh episodes gosh. where he talked about going down yes. to his yes, down yes, yes. To okay. dad in Florida. Okay, yeah. my dad and his all his side of the family is from Florida. Okay, but I was born and raised in Kentucky. Gotcha. Where are you from, Kyle? Just south of Houston, Texas, in a big ass city wow. called Sugarland. No relation to the band. <laughs> Or the Bruce Springsteen outtake from 1982. Yeah, we're not over my head. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's cool. I'll be honest. I I knew who Bruce Springsteen was before moving here, but like I did not know his significance in music until I got here, and then met Jersey people. Oh, he, it's wild. Like. It's okay. So going back, circling back, uh, Dylan, I was talking about Dylan earlier, the drummer. He is married to Dakota who her parents are originally from Jersey and now they all live down in South Alabama. Uh, but huge, huge Springsteen fans. Absolutely huge Springsteen fans. So it's, it's definitely a Jersey thing. It's a thing. It's a Jersey thing. Yeah. He's shown up at a couple of my shows back in Jersey and scared the crap out of me. I could only imagine. I'm messing with my arm. I have a pimple literally just outside uh. of my brand new tattoo. Oh, <laughs> no. Bro. It's in a very awkward spot. It Ugh, feels I want new ink. My Come little girl, my five-year-old, Come on Tuesday. is learning to draw butterflies and Bro, I have just done. got a picture of one that she drew, and it is so good. And I think I'm getting a butterfly. You should get it on your neck, right here. No, like like, <laughs> like the dude that was on Scope Nashville or Scoop Nashville. Just no. Face old, tattoos, no. man. No. 
No, yeah. that's awesome though. So I think Dude, I think I'm gonna get her picture. That's huge. Come with me on Tuesday. Uh, I've got I've got Katie. Fair. Okay. Fine. It's the wrong the wrong week. <laughs> Let me know a week that you have off. Okay. And we'll go get tattoos. Uh. Yeah, I have a lot of off time right now. <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase. Let me know when you have a week off of the whole parenting thing and don't have your kids with you. Yep. And we'll go get tattoos. Okay. Um, not next week, but the week after. I'll, I'll text it to you. I'll, I'll send you dates. It's empty. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I gave you the thing back. <laughs> it fell on the floor and I can't reach oh, down. Um, but, all right, where were we? I don't know, but now seems like a great time to talk about your new song. Yeah. Oh, word. (laughs) Transition. I say that, and then I'm going to backtrack. So I've been listening to all the stuff you have out on Spotify. Thanks, man. And I am blanking on the name of the song, but there's a name. I'll text you about it, but the song, it's great, except it needs to go into a halftime groove, and it doesn't. What song is this? Uh, I want to say it's called like Waiting or something like that. Oh, that would be fun. But like <laughs> there's there's a section where everything is like it it is so primed for the halftime section. It, it, and then it just keeps it going. Goes, and I'm like, what? What? It, it fakes the halftime with the Tom build. It drives me nuts. Like every time that part comes on, I'm just, no, it's raw. <laughs> yeah. We did it once like that live. <laughs> well, I need a live recording of that halftime session because <laughs> I need it. But no, uh, talk to us about your new song, about writing it, about recording it. How long were you working on it? Like That one happened relatively quickly. So uh, I wrote Hell is a Highway with uh, one of my, well, two of my best pals, Alex Bennett, who is my guitar player here in Nashville. Uh, ironically, he moved down here the exact same day I did in October, uh, unrelated to me moving down here. That's awesome. Uh, and my longtime brother, Tom Bryant, who was my roommate back in Jersey, and we'd get together and shed and play some riffs every Wednesday night, and that riff popped out, and I threw lyrics to it, and, um... I ended up going into the studio with a band it wasn't my band that i i was gigging with back home um a couple weeks before moving here just i had a group of songs that we were playing live for years and i wanted to get them done in a live fashion with everyone in the room looking at each other playing the songs to each other so uh the studio that i learned to record at surefire recording in long branch um which legendary studio they've cut tons of really cool records there from monster magnet to um there's a whole list um we cut it there live minimal minimal overdubs i think i overdubbed vocals on a couple songs but um yeah that's just all of us live and there's a video that goes with it that's on uh youtube 
I yeah. love that it was recorded that way. It's great. And we have six more songs done in that fashion. Uh, next song comes out March 8th. And, um, nice. I'm not going to say too much about it. Uh, a couple of the ones are live versions of songs that I already have on there that are more produced. Okay. Um, that I just wanted to have on this compilation of, of material because I've never done anything like a a collection like a record before i've never put anything out like that so i felt like it was time to just have this collection of music out before i stun everyone and go into the uh world of uh rap yes now i um uh, I'm, I'm down i uh <laughs> the stuff that i've been writing over the last couple of months here has a very distinct sound and i'm very excited for it um, and it's not that much different, but it's different enough that I wanted to get this material out and tied in a bow and, and, uh, people have been digging it so far. Um, uh, and thank Dude, you. It's a for, jam. Thank you, like, brother. It's, it's freaking like, yeah, it's got some energy. Thank you. It's, uh, we, we were going for like Skinner meets Blackberry Smoke and then meets Stapleton. Stapleton changed my life. I remember when I heard him and uh, first time I heard Stapleton was with him in Timberlake and he did that run on Tennessee whiskey and I'm like, this is how singers this is what singers could do. Like, I was always on the Bruce train like my whole life prior to that. There's videos well, I, on YouTube. I, I was going to say that your vocals from your new song to the rest of your your tunes you have out it's completely different like it's a Thank whole you. different approach like and it's instantly noticeable i'm about to get shot again <laughs> i know but yeah i, I don't so, know what you're talking about so i th- i threw on that song um right after you released it and then played listened through that one and then the next one come up and it almost sounded like a completely different, different vocalist. Artist. like it took a couple lines to be like Okay, that is him. I Recording artist skill did a review on it and said that same thing. Yeah, it, it's They're like, it's you got to go through Nick's discography, but it's different. Yeah. I'm and like, then, is it really that different? I listened in. Well, I know what I'm going to be deep diving into the next oh, 24 it, hours. It, and it's not, it's not like the vocals are a big obvious one, but it's everything. Like you go from like one track to the next to the next. You're seeing like a complete... I don't know, breakdown of your growth, I'm going to assume. But like the it, second to last one I released was a track called I Was There, which is the most country ballady. I love that thank song. You. For some reason, I mean, I didn't market it as much as the others. Um, but like we also did that for the seven songs we did live. Oh, nice. And that version is insane because like, it was written with some people in that room in mind when I was thinking about it. And I had them there to share their story with and sing off of them. And that emotion was real. I saw it on their face as I was singing it. So, like, I started to feel emotional. No, I mean, just and it came out on the recording like, and it feels great. Two or three lines into this song, I was just like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> this one's going to sting a bit. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks, man. I I'm not gonna lie. I have not listened to your original stuff, um, 
but I definitely am going you to. You will for sure. enjoy it. Well, I mean, after playing with him this last week, and I was like, all right, <laughs> I need to check out his shit because that song was fun. I had it. It was a fun song. It was fun to play. It was groovy as hell. So now that you're here in Nashville, you're more focused on being an artist <sighs> and the songwriting and getting your music out. Um, but you're still, are you still gigging full time? I pulled back a lot. I mean, I've got one steady gig a week, and actually, after this, I'm playing with musicians I've never even met before. Yeah, oh, I heard. I got a. I was. I got a text message to play that gig, but I'm already playing eight to midnight. So, do you know who's on it? Uh, I know Chaz is on it. Chaz is the singer who is okay. fantastic. Um, love her to death. Chaz is one of my favorite people. I'm she's, excited. She's a sweetheart. That's um, where I'm going after this. She, I keep checking my phone. Uh, I hope you know Reba because she yes. loves Reba. So if you can play Reba, you're, Wyatt, you're good. Wyatt sent me a list of her songs, and there were like four Reba songs, I and I, I, I love them. They I don't sound know killer. If she told me. She said she had drums. I believe is what it was. Uh, Chuck is on drums. Chuck Miracle. Miracle, Miracle. Um, I feel like I know him. I know the name, but I can't put... The name doesn't sound familiar to me. I cannot put a face to names. I'm also terrible at that. Um... And I love gigs like this where I don't know anybody on it. Look, and we man, just get to make magic. All I know is I don't think there's a gig in this town except for maybe some of like the metal gigs that go around. But I think you could be thrown onto any gig and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Like, love I you both. Sad. Thank you. I, I just... One, your personality. Two, you have a fantastic ear and voice and three your guitar skills are incredible thank you bro. so i don't think you're going to have any problem in this town if anybody has an issue with you it's because they have an issue with themselves like oh, I'm, yes. I, i'll be real honest That's like fair everybody i know that has met you so far just has wonderful things to say about you every time i'm around you you just have this wonderful fucking just bright aura that's just dude you're, you're happy to fucking be alive every day is what it seems like i love it i broadway love it and needs it's, more of that yeah it, it's it's there's a lot that have been on broadway probably too long and they've lost a lot of that it's, excitement so it's not something you can't gain back I mean, oh, there's, absolutely. There's, there's still gigs like, you know, especially there was there was a couple bands I've been in, in the past where like I was the only light and it was like, oh, so I have to fake energy. But no, I mean, here I feel free. I feel motivated to become a better player. Everybody I've played with. I think the first month I was here, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to shed guitar again. Because I had a lead guitar player in my band for the last five years that was taking all all the heavyweight solos. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my speed is not up to date. And I shed for two weeks straight. And I remember coming off the first, one of the first gigs we did together and, and Chris was calling out songs that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I made sure I learned them note for note. And I made sure I had them for next week. Because 
See, he'll be fine. <laughs> Why can't everybody be like that? Like, there's so many guys like, ah, oh, I, I don't know what I, I did wrong, and then like they go home and don't practice anything and work on shit. And, I I learned from being in the other position, in the band leader's position, about all right, what is expected in the the player. Yeah, that, that that's fair. I I definitely grew more once that way when I became a band leader. I was like, oh. Yep, you got to have higher expectations. People need to be doing certain things. You're not just a hired gun. So like I was, you know, I was like, oh, I got to focus on who I ha- I got to have good bands. I can't, you know, yeah. this is this is on, this falls on my shoulders today. So yeah, that that's fair. So you're only doing a couple gigs a week. You're mainly focused on the songwriting and putting out your original stuff. Yeah, and I mean just networking meeting as many people as possible and learning as much as i can and trying to get as much road dates as i can man i I I have a feeling i have a feeling when march hits your calendar is gonna fill up real fucking quick (laughs) i'm gonna miss you yeah it was nice it was was nice knowing you we'll see you can we plan a lunch with the three of us at least once a week I, Dude, yeah. or once every other week, I'm down. I, yeah. All right, once every other week would be perfect because yeah. I have my kid every yeah. other week, so that'd be amazing. Yeah, we we could definitely yeah. make something work for sure. Absolutely, it would be cool. And I'm down for that. I mean, we're all going to still be playing together always. So hell yeah! But I like the hangs off stage. This is nice. I do too. And again, like we've said this a hundred times on the podcast, we say it almost every episode, or I do. Is that's why we do this? Is mm-hmm. to sit down and talk with people and hear their stories and just talk about what we do it's, we don't get it's, to just sit and talk to each other very often no we really don't and so it should be recorded <laughs> uh maybe not all the time not yeah but on that note we are at our time for today i gotta get ready for a gig you gotta get out of here for yeah, a gig for so gig. i want to make I've sure that you are on time i do too and of course you do <laughs> so real quick um it's like Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Y'all, we thank you for having me. Appreciate this is a blast. you. Like, it's awesome that you have been listening to the podcast and I get to the full circle come on here. That's so cool for us. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you for doing this. Real quick, where can every find where can everybody find you and your music on social media? Uh, Spotify, I'm Nick Ryan. It's the Nick Ryan because it's a common name. I'm leaning up against a car with my Telecaster on Instagram at Nick Ryan NJ. Uh, and that's the same thing on Facebook at Nick Ryan NJ, and I keep that uh, pretty consistently stocked up with where I'm going to be and, and what's what's happening around town. And uh, yeah, hell yeah, Bobby, where can they find you at? I am at Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music everywhere. Um, send me messages, say hi. I like to hear from you guys. And I am Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey Base everywhere. Uh, if you're looking for me, I'm not that hard to find. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every week and listening to us, reaching out to us, uh, telling us what you like and what you don't like, um, telling me that you hate me. That's cool too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, seriously, thank you guys so much. We greatly appreciate you guys. Um, the numbers keep growing. The listeners keep growing. Um, the feedback, everything. Uh, we're so fucking grateful. I, I'm starting to love Tuesdays because almost every Tuesday when an episode comes out, I'll get a text from somebody that's just like, oh, I love this part. Or oh, this was great. 
Yeah. Brian, Brian will send me little minute clips. Like, listen to what he said here. I, I, need, I need to hang with him. Uh, he wants to hang with him. I need you. to hang with him. Well, will you make that happen? All right, y'all. We're going to get the hell out of here because we all got to go to gigs. So, uh, until next time, AMF, we love y'all. Bicycle. It doesn't want to stop. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.